Shut up. I'm not a potato. Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies that we loved in our youth and find out if they're still any good. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. I'm Ash. And I'm Pat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tight. That was, uh, we're, we're getting so like good at that intro, guys. Yeah. We're getting like so good at saying our own names. You would be mm-hmm. surprised <laughs> at how bad we are at saying our own names, Ash. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, sometimes it's like 20 minutes of, of editing and I'm like, Oh shit, like finally, did we finally get through the intro? Oh my god. So here we are. Right to be at the fair, we only have one to word. Be to be fair. You have more words. But I'm very excited about today. Are you excited about today, Pat? I'm so excited about today. Uh Brett's dying, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> I was about to make it say Brett's dying? Oh this no. Is the fastest we've gone off the rails. It's not though. We have a great guest. Ash, introduce our amazing guest. Yes, we are very excited to have Taylor Morden on the podcast. He is a documentary filmmaker, a director. What else are you, Taylor? Tell them about everything you do. I just recently had to write a short bio, and I went with uh, former third grade spelling bee champion, uh, failed musician turned independent filmmaker. Hey, wow. Go. Yeah. So you hey, like to fail same. upwards then? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can't wait to see what I do when I fail at my next film. Yes. <laughs> well, I have to say, I have seen your most recent film, The Last Blockbuster, and I absolutely loved it. It was so great. Yeah. I I now want to go to The Last bo- Blockbuster, and I'm so excited that they're still around even despite COVID. That was very exciting to learn. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert for the movie. Where can people yeah. uh, watch your film, Taylor? Uh, it's out now digitally on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Fandango, Vudu, cable and satellite stuff. And then it's on DVD and Blu-ray at Blockbuster Video. So nice. if you can make <laughs> wow. it there. If you can make it to the one, the <laughs> yeah. one single one. If you live in my neighborhood, you can go rent it at Blockbuster. Yeah, TV was advertising it to us for a bit there. <laughs> oh, do you live in the same neighborhood as the... Last blockbuster? Uh, yeah, it's about a mile away. Oh wow, that's amazing! That's so cool. I highly recommend the film. Anybody who remembers, you know, if you're under, if you're a young and just turn off the podcast now. But anyone who <laughs> remembers, it was like Redbox, but a whole store. It was a yeah, whole it was a Redbox you could go inside. Yeah, I like great. to say it's like if Netflix was a place. Yes. <laughs> Listen, yes. yep. Netflix. Is there was a, a time <laughs> if you if a movie was out on you know home video, it wasn't a given that you could watch it anytime you wanted. Right. It was yeah. a home video. Go to the store. It's like oh, they're all out. I guess we'll rent Twister again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I I didn't have in my local town. I don't think we had a blockbuster. We had a Hollywood Video. Did we have a blockbuster? Brett? Yes, it was by oh, the Walmart. We, I worked. No, at that was the, I was, that was Hollywood Video. Oh, oh no! The that Blockbuster was, was by the Target. Then yeah, there was one of each. But yes, the big one it was by was Walmart. The, uh, the home, the uh, <laughs> the small mom and pop video that shop. Was the, the only joy in my childhood, Ash. <gasps> the only joy. I lived up at the mountains oh, no. by the lake. There was no internet. I barely had cell service. All I had was that Hollywood Video. 
<laughs> yes, I worked right. at a Hollywood video because I'm a rebel and I don't Ooh. go with the flow with the conformist. And we we had uh, where I lived, there was a Hollywood video kitty corner from a blockbuster. So it was like turf war shit. They were just across, oh, they were like diagonal across the intersection. Did you put like dog poo in each other's drop boxes and shit like that? <laughs> no, we just hang out and smoke weed after we close at midnight. We were chill with each <laughs> oh. other. Oh, so you I basically sound like did a the rivalry. movie that we're going to watch was your real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We still have uh, some Hollywood video DVDs. Uh, yeah, Hollywood Video still owes me like nineteen ninety five for my like monthly unlimited rentals. Because <laughs> you know, I think you could thing. get that. I think you could still, you know, just yeah. give them a yeah. call. At least yeah. mine did a thing where it like separated the game. It made the video game store. It made it like its own kind of store with its own entrance. And right. Well, that's that's why I brought it up is because like when I was watching the documentary, I was uh, I had Hollywood video and that was the one that I went to. And my boyfriend went to Blockbuster and I was like, do you remember the video game rental section? And I don't know if Blockbuster did it, but Hollywood video totally had like this whole separate section for video games. Yep. Yeah. All that, you know, the uh, people, the managers are just thinking, you know, our clientele, our high class, they come in here for family entertainment or pornography. We can't have any of those crusty video gamers hanging out in the aisles looking at their Laura Crofts. <laughs> I just remember because the manager, I forgot what the name was because it had its own name, the Hollywood video video game section. But the manager right. of the one that I worked at, he also was like all about, he had his own record label. Like his own oh. record label. <laughs> like, wow. Oh, was he a white guy? Yes. Of course. Of course he was. Of course. Yeah, oh, that's chef's kiss, man. So good. So speaking of movies, uh, movie stores, what are we watching today? It was Game Crazy, by the way, was the name of the store. I looked it up. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, Do you want me to do it since I'm Yeah, you are host. That was was the handoff to the host. Why are you asking me to do it? I'm not even supposed to be here today. (laughs) We're watching Clerks. (laughs) <laughs> clerks we're watching clerks i was like realized, oh, i don't remember i don't know if everyone's seen it before so i was like <laughs> i've uh, seen uh, part of it pa- oh. oh this will wow. be interesting hmm. this will be interesting then yep. yeah we did a movie poll uh we took a bunch of taylor's suggestions and clerks won gosh i think last time i checked it was like 34 35 percent good i mean yeah, just, it was it, it just was pretty close past small rats yeah yeah. But if you combine those votes, yes. it would have been a blowout. Overall, to the view as universe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I take it, Taylor, like myself, especially in their prime, and you were quite the Kevin Smith fan, Mallrats, Clerks, Chasing Amy, Dog. Why would you think Chas- that? <laughs> <laughs> well, because he suggested it, but I'm saying, I, I feel like also uh, it's just guys of that age. That yeah. it was just it was a very if you wanted to make guys stuff, of that like, oh, age this... and me as we've established <laughs> yeah yeah um, but yeah th- th- those are movies that was just one of those things where I feel like everyone was like these are so great this is new modern real film and is art but it's like raw and it's right. like the pseudo the pseudo deep bro stuff but I mean I love them I still think I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy it. But yeah. so obviously, I assume you have uh, a little bit of a history. I mean, definitely that it was um, one of the movies I rented the most back in the day. It was like 
like you were saying about Twister or whatever, if, if the movie I wanted wasn't in, I guess I'll rent Clerks again or Mall mm-hmm. Rats or Chasing Amy. Uh, but yeah, at that time, you know, it was like the indie movie that, that made good, right? Um, yeah. It, so uh, for me, like as a filmmaker, it was one of the things that was, because even at that young age, I think I was like 13 when it came out. It was wow. like, oh, I can tell this isn't like those other movies. You know, this isn't like mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. I don't know why, because I'm a kid. I mean, it's black and white, but I can tell it's uh, less expensive. So and then yeah. maybe I could do that. Yeah, you know? You're not alone in that sentiment of, of, do you know who told Kevin Smith that this Clerks was the movie that made him want to be a filmmaker? Was Jason Reitman. <gasps> yes, really? Ivan Reitman's son. Wow. <laughs> Wow. That he blew past sitting. all of his dad's movies. Yeah. <laughs> Not really <laughs> interested in that, class. but this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who is that? I'm sorry. Which one, Jason or Ivan? I don't know. Either one. <laughs> so <laughs> Ivan Reitman, <laughs> Ghostbusters, Stripes, okay, like a lot okay. of Bill Murray vehicles. Okay. Um, Jason Reitman did uh, Thank You for Smoking. Okay. Um, Juno, I think he, del- he directed. Oh, okay. Um, and he's doing the new like, Ghostbusters. Right. Not out yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He did yes, Up in he the did Air. do Juno. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. cool. He, also, he was a producer on Up in the Air, the George Clooney one. Okay, where he's the the airplane businessman. Good I things. Mean, he does good things. <laughs> yeah, is what the point? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Clerks came out in '94, and as you, everyone probably knows, Kevin Smith is the writer and the director of it. And uh, Taylor, you already alluded, so we're gonna jump right into budget game. Kaching. And as yeah. Taylor. Taylor, as you already... Uh, <laughs> That's, first. That's a brand new one. I like I've that. gotten Tyler my whole life. I've never gotten Daler. That's amazing. Daler. Um, ah. as, you, as you said... Fighter of the Nightler? But you mentioned it, it's one of those... It's really well known as like a low-budget indie movie that made good. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see if anyone it knows got into just Sundance, how good. Right? Didn't it get into Sundance? I think yes. so. Mm-hmm. So let's 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 do this let's do this game. So uh, what's everyone's Taylor might have budget? He, he might know. You might have it on. Yeah, me. maybe so I'll you go, go last. last. He has yeah. made feature films. <laughs> Who wants to go first with uh, their their budget estimate? Seventeen thousand. Okay. Ooh, that's not bad. That's not bad. I'm gonna go twenty thousand. Okay. What's the max? Because I do know. That he paid for it on credit card. So what's the max amount of credit line you can have? <laughs> it depends on who you it are. It really depends. And it depends yeah. on like you're the Because like, <sighs> it could Fun be. Fun fact, would... you can also have more than one credit card. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. You... Okay, I'm sticking with 20000 I'm sorry, what? Max credit card is, there's a big <laughs> difference if you're me or Jay-Z, what your max credit card limit That's is. That's very true. I feel like, I don't know, my, like in- just thinking back to when we were trying to do stuff for no money and it's like how many people were in this and like maybe didn't even get paid i don't know uh, I'm sure nobody got paid yeah i don't yeah. i don't think the actors got paid that's for sure so yeah i feel like the in the low thousands is a good thing uh do what was did somebody say 10 i'm just going to go even 10 i didn't no nobody said 10 yet that was the i, Sam was, said I was 17 like 10 Ash, or 20 i think yeah. it's 10 or 20 Sam was 17, Ash 10, 20, Brett 10, Taylor. So I 
I'm probably remembering it wrong. I've heard it before because while I haven't seen this movie in a long time, I have watched all the special features many times in my life. Um, And I think it was either 30 or 35,000. And I think you're all right about the actors not getting paid, but you got to remember film was very expensive. Oh, right. They shot on film. Actual film. It was on actual film, even though it was black and white because it was cheaper. Right. Right. Crazy. Mm. Well, so I might be wrong, but I think that's right. By the way, guys, uh, Kevin Smith is in Taylor's film. So oh. Did you, did you I have met him. him. We did clerks? not talk. No, not oh. really. I mean, we talked mostly about his time working at a video store because we were talking about video stores. And so he did write clerks while he was working at the video store that you see in the movie. Wow. So that makes sense. It did, yeah. did come up a little bit. Um. So are you saying 30 or 35? Ooh, that means you're close. Yeah, I guess I'll go with 35. Then you're going to tie with Ash because it's right down the middle between your two guesses at 27,000. Ooh, nice. Should have gone with And yes, Ash, you are correct. He paid for it with maxing out all his credit cards, borrowing Mm $3,000 from his parents. And also he used settlement money or insurance money from, he had a car. Oh, did he fake injuries? (laughs) <laughs> no, but he had a car that he shared with Jason Muse, who plays Jay, uh-huh. who the car got was swept away by a flood. It was part <gasps> by like a riverbank. Oh, oh or no. They, they're, they're, they lived like Leonardo, New Jersey is like right on the coast, like right on the water. And it got swept away and they got an insurance payout. And instead of put that towards like a new car, they put it towards this film. Wow. wow. Yeah, functional. You can definitely mm-hmm. ride film to work. What well, comes on those and big wheels? <laughs> Who wants to guess uh, gro- what it grossed at the th- at the box? Did office? it actually release in in theaters or was it? Yeah, like- Miramax picked it up. No shit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because it got into Sundance, and that and that's really key but, to the success of the film. But you'd but- be surprised. It only, or I'll save this piece after we tell you the number. It's actually really impressive what it did compared considering. I'll tell you, but yeah. yes, Miramax picked it up. Okay. And Just because it, got, it gets picked up at Sundance doesn't always mean it gets a theatrical release, especially right. nowadays with streaming. So right, but back then cool it was a then. pretty big deal. Yeah, this one did. <laughs> yeah. But are you asking for theatrical or total gross? Because yeah, I think it did one? way better on home video. I'm saying whatever the gross USA was for whatever IMDb. Gross, uses, Pat. Gross. <laughs> um. I'll give you guys a clue. Remember, remember the whole point of this film, like a, when its biggest calling card was like how successful it was for how shoestring of a budget it was. I'm going to say 60. 60. That's bold. I was going to say. 60 well, what? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 60,000. Uh, no, it's got to be more than that. Yeah, I'm going to say it's it in the I think it made a lot more than that. I think it's yeah. probably like. It's probably not like major huge movies numbers, but it maybe made like twenty five mil. I was wow. gonna guess thirty mil, but I'm sure I'm way off. That sounds right. I'm gonna say yeah. thirty five. Sorry, Taylor. I no, stole that your... was that was my Price Is Right move. I was gonna do thirty one, but now I'll do thirty six. Oh, just there you go. I mean, y'all had the dick. decimal just in the wrong spot. It was just three point one million, but again. Oh. Oh. Uh, but it only did that. It only got released on 50 screens. And it still oh, that's like oh. nowhere. Oh. Wow. That made a lot of money for being nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for him. But I was imagining like nationwide release. That's why I was shocked. 50 screens. Yeah. This is also, uh, 
in an era when Miramax doesn't have the best name, I feel like. True. Wait, in what mm-hmm. year yeah. is this? We didn't cover. 94. 94. 94. Okay. 94. Yeah. Oh. So that is just theatrical then. Yeah, that must be. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I know, you know, from the anecdotally that it's it was a very successful home video, like oh, yeah. DVD sales and rentals. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's it's this is definitely one of those. I mean, it gets used a lot. I feel like the term, but this is a cult classic for sure. It is. Mm-hmm. It's got its following. Right. I mean, it's been all the follow ups Kevin Smith has done. And I don't know if anyone else. Uh, I'm assuming, Taylor, you probably know this, but there was a Clerks animated series. In oh, 2000? yeah, oh, yeah I've yeah. seen that. There well, are action figures, and I do have them. But ah! it's crazy is you, you wonder, like, who's making these decisions? So they only created six episodes. Only two of them ever aired mm-hmm. originally okay. before it was canceled. But they didn't air them in order. They aired the fourth what? episode first. Mm-hmm. Why? And then they aired the second episode, which relied heavily on flashbacks to the first episode, which had not been aired. Wow. And then they canceled wow. it. Yes. Oh. But it's another one of those plan. DVD things. There was also yeah. a Clerks comic book. I don't oh. know if that was before or after the cartoon. I don't know. I missed the but comic I found book. One, I found one of those at a thrift store not too long ago, and it was signed by Kevin Smith <laughs> at oh, the wow. thrift store. What? And it's like a stack yeah. of ten of them, and they were all signed. Oh, so that's right. Nine of them. Yeah. yeah. And, and Taylor, as you said, uh, you, you alluded to, Kevin Smith actually worked at so there's that little it's a little two front strip where there's two sto- there's the there's a convenience store and the video rental store and he worked there well both are own, were owned in real life by the same people the same family oh okay uh, I guess their employees would kind of be interchangeable and hop between the two and as needed um he worked there and they let him shoot there but only at nights when the stores were closed so they shot for 21 straight nights he would clock in at 6 a.m. finish working at 11 p.m. And then shoot till 4 a.m., oh after which he would try to sleep like an hour or two. Wow. Jeez. Which is wow. why, fun fact, the shutters are closed. So they could get away oh, with shooting right. day for night interior. Oh. They, they pretended it was daytime, but they had to shut, close the shutters or you'd be able to tell. Right. So that's also why it's that's black why and the, white, too. Yes. Well, black and white because it's easier and also it's cheaper for like lighting. The film it. costs half as much to wow. develop, too. Yeah, to develop. Mm-hmm. Totally. Where, where do you know where this was shot exactly? In in, in Leonardo, Leonardo, New Jersey. New Jersey. Oh, okay. Sorry, you did say that. But like last year, listening. he made another movie, and they had to rebuild it. So they built those two stores again for the reboot, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh, and I think, yeah, I think they're using them again. He's doing Clerks three now. Oh, but cool! It was That's... like cheaper to build these two stores than to fly everyone to New Jersey. That's oh, hilarious. Wow. That's uh, quite a change in the budgetary situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's working with Marvel now, right? He's been writing comics for them for a while. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I he got his, his uh, he got a little little uh, Easter egg in Captain Marvel because there's Stan Lee's cameo in Captain Marvel. He's reading the Mallrats script, <laughs> which he makes a cameo. Which Stan Lee makes because a cameo in 1990, in. whenever. He would have been reading that script. That's great. Mm-hmm. He's also doing He-Man oh, that's now. Awesome. Yeah. With Mark Hamill as Skeletor. Oh, what? Yep. Yes. Oh. That's really magic. Exciting. That's yep, magic. I'm down for that. Wow. <laughs> Is that animated or they're doing like live action with like effects? It's animated. Okay. Animated. 
Very, very cool. I'm excited for that. Did not know that at all. Um, Was that the one I got to work on the pitch for? Yeah. But no, I don't know if it's... Yes. I don't know if it's still the same... Yeah, I, don't, I doubt it. I mean, beginning. that was so early, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so cool. And then... Uh, That's fun. Well, you guys were talking about actors and... So so there are 50 credited actors in this. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's oh, yeah. I don't yeah. remember that many people in Only, this movie. I remember like five. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Only two had at least one film credit before appearing in this movie. Wow. The other 48 made their first on-screen appearance, and most of them would become um, some. Or I guess this says most. I feel like only some would become regular faces in Kevin Smith films, but uh, many have never been done. You know, been in anything else. So we just you know yeah. got a bunch of his friends and stuff together, which wow. I feel like. Uh, and then this, one, it just takes a different flavor to it in the current um, era. But so this film originally was going to get an NC-17 rating. Which is for what? Really? Really? Just for the language. The end, there's no violent. But the end, though. Well, but which end? They just but talk they about it. They just talk about it. I know. So but think about like 1994, yeah. Yeah. you know. No, but this says explicitly mainly just the, ra- the content of the language and the dialogue that they talk about. So the 37 dicks. <laughs> Yeah, that's. That, I feel like that was way more explicit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the thir- the thirty seven X in a row line is what made Miramax. So, a guy, someone, whoever was there's another trivia. Whoever was reading it at Miramax stopped, started laughing out loud at that line, and immediately got up, stopped reading, walked to the VP's office, and was like, "Here, we need to pick this movie up." Wow, oh, based wow. on like that. Um, but. So, so you Miramax, just need to write a film with 38 dicks. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not it? Yeah. Like, dicks, I said, like I said, I, once Sam becomes a big time uh, producer, I'm just going to write a script with lots of pants splitting open scenes. That is my kryptonite. <laughs> so, <laughs> splitting their pants open is really but, funny to me for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> so listen to this though. Miramax, to get it, to fight to get it down to an R, hired Alan Dershowitz. Who to, He is was on the O.J. Simpson defense team. <laughs> what? He is like also more recently, more recently, he's been, was tangentially connected, I believe, to Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein. Fun, mm. fun, fun, um, fun, fun, fun. Yeah. All around but, good guy. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and he, he got it, lowered it to an R, um, which is because that's why I said like it's weird now in like retrospect. Uh, yeah, Taylor, can you PG-13. imagine hiring like a lawyer to negotiate the rating on your film? Is that a thing that you've ever had to do? No, because it costs a lot of money to get a film rated <laughs> at all, and so I've yeah. never. Mine are all unrated. Ah, um, uh. but you know, I wouldn't care. I mean, in twenty twenty one, we don't care. Yeah what no. the rating is it's just for mm-hmm. midwestern soccer moms to not let their kids watch i think i just the, the, i don't know the rating system is so bizarro because like mm-hmm. uh, I, the one that immediately pops to mind is you know the all the james bonds <laughs> being all pg and i was like we watched that right. one on the show where it's like yeah. he punched a woman and assaulted her in a pg film and they're gonna get nc-17 for talking about dicks like what yeah i mean no it's definitely that i I feel like that was my upbringing though too my parents were like way more chill with me seeing like 
crazy violence and gunfights and sword fights and people getting murdered left and right. Mm-hmm. But God forbid I see sex mm-hmm. or someone I mean, say yeah. fuck. Yeah, yeah. That's the American yeah. way, right? Mm-hmm. Like yep. mm-hmm. we're perpetually in war. Violence mm-hmm. is okay. Listen, we don't do anything pleasurable. No. <laughs> right. Well, we have I, a Puritan okay. history, you know, <laughs> so, truth yeah. branded into us. <laughs> I'm okay seeing having my child watch someone get their head cut off, but I'll be damned if they see a titty. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and the, uh, my last little pre-roll tidbit here is that uh, Kevin Smith says he got his imp- inspiration to be a filmmaker and make clerks after seeing Richard Linklater's Slacker, which from 1990. Oh, I've which I just that, watched. Kevin. I just oh, watched yeah? it for the first time. Because some that came up in some conversation, I was like, I should really watch that movie because I I consider Clerks the movie that made me want to make movies. So I was like, I should mm-hmm. watch that, and I did not enjoy Slacker at all. It's oh. boring and nothing happens. Oh no! It's a real slice of life, which I guess <laughs> is why people liked it. But it's like mm. just normal. Mm-hmm. I think by today's standards, it's just slow and nonsensical. It's I do remember. Uh, people from like my junior high who were hashtag deep who like love slacker <laughs> and I tried to watch it and I'm like this is stupid this sucks and I just <laughs> turned it off and never finished it um, it's like a series of indie short films that are not really connected like one yeah. character will walk out of one scene and then into the next scene and oh, then no. leave and then it's a short and then one person from that will walk into the next scene and leave wow. and another mm-hmm. short will happen I I have to admit that I had a similar experience with the movie Chinatown, which I know is blasphemy for a filmmaker to say, but I tried watching it and I was like, this movie is so slow okay, compared to Dave's standards. I'm with you. I'm like, oh, I watched it within, I watched it within the last five, six years. I saw it and I was like, this is, and I was just kind of like, meh. Yeah. I, I like, like the, Chinatown. It's Okay. And it's that's not, it's not definitely like, an old like movie a style bias. difference for sure, because like yeah. Yeah. I want a movie that's slow as shit all the time. Oh. No, but I mean, I just watched, I watched uh, literally like a week ago and it had been forever. I watched Casablanca and that movie fucking rules still. Oh, um, I, I still haven't seen, seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked I it a to. lot, but no, I try, and I feel like a lot of people tout Chinatown's ending. I'm like, eh. And like, yeah. I feel like Chinatown doesn't the, the the area of the city Chinatown doesn't really play. It's been a while, so please go feel you know go ahead and at me. Tell me I'm wrong. Oh, uh, you Twitter, got it now. Go ahead. Here, here but, they come. Uh, but I feel like my remembering of it is like the the neighborhood Chinatown doesn't really play that big a factor in the plot. And it's also not well, just like I'm sorry. Welcome to our mini Chinatown podcast episode. But. <laughs> But, like, uh, it's not just, like, the pacing, the overall pacing of the film. Like, most of the blocking is just people sitting and talking. Like, they're not even moving. And so, I like, I don't the- remember any sitting and talking. I clearly need to rewatch this movie. Oh, it's, there's a it lot of it. Years. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of it. The movie that, the old movie that is, like, highly regarded that I was just like, what? For me, was The Graduate. Oh, really? Interesting. I think I was expecting something way off base. People people talk that one up a lot to like, us before we watched it, though. Huh. Okay, that's it? 
I think that's another one though that like the at the time when that film came like understanding the perspective of the time and the message it was giving at that time. Well, so um, yeah, that's that is totally the vibe because uh and I I don't mean this derogatorily, but if anyone's listening, uh this movie uh seems to have meant a lot specifically to boomers. Uh yeah, and like <laughs> I haven't heard positive things oh, about the it from. Okay. I thought you people. meant clerks, no, and I was like, still talking about so weird. no, no, still <laughs> talking about the graduate. No, boomers okay. tried to shut clerks down. Yeah. Of course, and they I feel did. like whatever whatever happened in the graduate doesn't resonate with younger people. Mm. Interesting. It's the American dream. You can fuck the hot older lady and then marry her daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like the point of the film is that that's not actually happiness, right? Like that doesn't. That's that moment at the end on the bus where they realize like this isn't actually... well, that wasn't intentional what that was like an after the fact decision they just never called cut that yeah, was not like an brilliant. intentional thing that's the thing that makes the movie brilliant though <laughs> an accident an accident <laughs> sometimes happy accidents right sure well it's like that yeah. thing what is it in the the german thing where you like you the word at the end of the sentence can change the meaning for the whole rest of the sentence mm-hmm. oh so it's like so here's, happy. here's a movie about this dude just like living the stupidest life and like he gets everything he wants kind of and then oh but by the way it sucks like yeah <laughs> so, no, happy accidents totally sounds like it would be a movie made in the 90s that's just a bunch of like vignettes of like people having philosophical conversations while chain smoking cigarettes and like pounding <laughs> coffee is so. like yeah, um, totally. That's very French. So, um, Sam, you said you'd seen parts of this, but not the whole thing. Has everyone else here seen it and has a like, like, pretty good memory of it? it or? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've definitely seen it. It's the last time I saw it, I had probably was when I was in college. So it's been a while since the last time I saw it. Um, and I have such a specific, vivid memory of when I saw it. I was dating my ex-boyfriend at the time, and we watched it with his dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Brett knows who I'm talking about. He's a super conservative Italian hardworking man who did not like the film and spent the whole time ripping it apart and just saying how, like, these guys are fucking bums. What are they doing? They're just fucking bums here. What? This is just bullshit. This whole movie is bullshit. And he got so mad. And I remember we got into, like, this heated argument because I was, like, trying to tell him how it was, like, brilliant and funny and all this stuff. And he did not want to hear it. And I just remember I got, like, such a talking to where he was – because I was going to film school. And he was like, Ash, this is not the type of movie you should be making. You know, like (laughs) – and I'm like, you realize that this guy's fucking famous now, right? Like this, this worked, man. Yeah. Um. So that's the last time I saw this movie. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the second one, though. I've seen the second one multiple times as well. In fact, I own it. I think the last time I watched this was also with you. Uh, and but but last time I watched it was in high school because we watched this at least twice when we were in high school. Um, yeah, definitely. And. Yeah, I mean, I what are what are my memories of this movie? I mean, it's there are there are two jokes in it uh, that that the whole movie is based around, and we have we have quoted them already. Uh, so I'm <laughs> I'm curious to know what else it has to offer uh, at this point. Um, You're really bretting this one up. Hey, hey, 
I recall liking this movie. I think it's hilarious. Um, but uh, I am curious to know because of our uh, Chasing Amy episode that we did. Um, there, this is a movie from a time period, and a and I don't know what genre specifically you'd throw this into, but it's the like jaded white guy comedy uh, that mm-hmm. a lot of those movies haven't aged well. Um, and right. Chasing Amy had we had a long discussion about stuff that was weird in that movie uh, philosophically, even though the movie was pretty enjoyable, I think. Um, yeah. So I'm more interested in, is this like problematic jaded white guy comedy or is it strictly dick jokes and, and, and yuck yucks? Cause I'll be, I'll be in for that. I don't know. I don't really know. Interesting. I, I don't think so, I've seen the movie all the way through in about 20 years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Which when I was in college for those of you wondering how old and jaded of a white Back man I am. Back in the day when <laughs> I was. <laughs> um, but no, I was talking with my wife who has agreed to watch it with me. And the last time I saw it was with her on our second date, which was 20 <gasps> years ago. Wow. Oh, wow. So, um, it'll be interesting. And that and this will I didn't be the really end of your marriage, right? <laughs> yeah. And this, yeah, it'll bookend very nicely. <laughs> but I watched it a bunch in high school on VHS. Um, it was like the first movie I remember going and buying at the mall. So I could own a copy so I could stop renting it mm. because I really did. You know, I had like the VHS camcorder and I was doing all the school projects and editing on two VCRs and fancied myself to be a future filmmaker or whatever. Um, and you and were right. Just, and yeah. I was right. But it's, hey. uh, there was like an 18 year <laughs> sidetrack in there where mm. I didn't. But um, no, I have no idea if it's going to hold up because like you're saying, I know it's dick jokes. I know for sure. um i i still remember them and they're very quotable but like it's not one that i go back to to watch now i'll go back and watch chasing amy or uh dogma or like clerks 2 is like modern feels modern this one i think is gonna feel super duper dated all right Mm -hmm. well guys 1994 was 26 years ago. Nope, nope, nope. Oh nope. my god. <laughs> no. Oh my god. No, wait, 27. We're in 2021 now. <laughs> nope, worse. Uh, That's worse. Yeah. Um, I am going to do what I love to do with this and just like ride coattails on these predictions. I think a lot of what Taylor said is going to be very accurate. I predict like 60% of the jokes will hold up, which I guess would call this a net positive. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely going to be some gay jokes that are not cool. Yeah, uh, probably some massage, some sexist jokes that are not cool, or mm-hmm. not even jokes, just comments that are just like, oh, uh, not great. But I mean, does anyone else remember the end? Because I feel like the end is yeah. probably pretty problematic. I remember. Yeah, from end. a from a consent standpoint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the mechanics of how the end works, but it's not great. Yeah. No. Um <laughs> and we'll talk about it. There is actually an alternate end end, like final scene to this. Oh really? I didn't that was shot that. Wow. Uh, and then cut. And we'll talk about it after. But uh, I think it, yeah, that's a better conversation for after we've watched it. But I think yeah, I think the net it'll still 
nostalgia is going to play a real strong factor. I know for me, as far as it gives this thing a little bit of a head start in that in that regard, I still think it's going to be uh, you know mostly an enjoyable experience. But just knowing full bore, there's definitely going to be a handful of jokes and comments and dialogue that will make us all uh, cringe. Yeah. <laughs> From a specifically, I think those two arenas yeah. when it comes to gay jokes and uh, jokes at women's expense. I think I only saw part of this, and it was like when I was in high school, I think, with Brett. Um, yeah, did we all three watch it together? No, probably. No, it was ju- no, oh. it was just me and you, and I didn't care for it, and I don't know why I didn't make it all the way through. So who knows how my tastes have changed? But my high school memory of this is like. There was nothing in it for me. There was, there was, I would be willing like to a bet a bunch of adults talking if, in a store yeah. and like a weird sex thing with a girl that made me uncomfortable, and I just yeah. I was done. That's I'm, movie. I'm gonna you bet. Just, I'm gonna predict. You just my addendum. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be uh, Ash Taylor and myself are gonna be in a close one, two, three. If we were to like rank how much we're gonna enjoy this, Ash and Taylor will be in the one, two, three. Brett will be like right there in the middle like like fourth and then sam i think you're gonna enjoy this the least i think yeah. you're gonna come to an open mind mm-hmm. but yeah i think it's gonna be like uh, i think i'm gonna fall somewhere in the realm of how i felt about snatch which was like it just wasn't my thing you know like mm. it's, it's not bad it's just not my style not what i enjoy the, i can see why some people absolutely like not watch darkest days of dale brett and my Twitch stream show because my character is pretty much a character from Snatch in D and D world. So. <laughs> I do watch it, and I did watch oh. it, and I do like your character. I had to pretend uh, to be you after you left early. Yeah, that was rough. Oh, you did? Yeah, I was like, oi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I I'm worried about the the problematic stuff in this movie um, a little bit, a little bit. But uh, as a filmmaker, I do really like Kevin Smith and his later stuff. So I don't know. I, d- d- I'm, I'm going in with an open mind, but I'm not super hopeful. But not because it will actually be bad, but just because I just don't think it's like my taste. Right. Oh. Yeah, yeah. As a filmmaker, this was like so inspiring to me as a film student. Where I was like, look what you can – this is like the perfect example of, hey, single location, couple of characters, though apparently there's like 50 of them. And and what you can do with that and how you can still make a film. And I think that's amazing. And, and how you can just use the resources you have and all you need is a bunch of credit cards and you can make a film, <laughs> guys. The American dream. <laughs> and yeah. some insurance money. Yeah, yeah. Um. One thing I remember, though, before we go watch it real quick, is the soundtrack was also pretty amazing. Right. Ooh. I still listen to that. Do you so think most of the budget happen. went to that? I was just going to say. <laughs> I don't know, because bands like that we think of being cool in the 90s probably weren't that cool in 93. That's so true. They, it was probably really cheap. Yeah. But yeah. Or they I, brought I the know. music in with Miramax. So that's a possibility. Oh, oh that totally could have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Could have oh, quadrupled the budget. I don't remember the soundtrack at all. And now I'm excited. Yeah. It's real 90s. Mm-hmm. It's real, real <laughs> 90s. Uh, I'm going to leave you with two things uh, before we go. One is I just counted, and there are 50 people on the IMDb page on the wow. cast. 
exactly wow. 50. There's not even um, like shots with a bunch of extras in the background. So like, who are these people? I don't know. But so, and also, um, Kevin Smith, I just, I just like this, this like all or nothing going all in type mentality. Cause basically it's mm-hmm. like, he has cited the reason he put himself in the movie. Cause he based the main character on himself, but he didn't want to play him. Um, and he based, uh, Randall, the secondary main character on a friend of his. The reason he put himself in, in a smaller role was he was like, if this works, I maybe have a career. If it doesn't work, I'm going to be in a debt. I'll probably never crawl out of my entire life, but at least I'll be able to point up and be like, Hey, that's me. I did that thing at least. Yeah. And yeah. That's awesome. It's, it worked it's kinda... out. He's like one of the only characters that had any staying power. Like that's true. Jay and silent Bob are the two that, took off like it's good yeah. that he didn't put himself in one of the other roles yeah totally yeah i guess i mean there's uh, yeah limited mileage on clerks but unlimited mileage on two stoner prophets <laughs> 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 so, all right well we're gonna pause the episode here and go and watch clerks and let you know what we think when we get back <laughs> Would you like to making fuck <laughs> Not the Chewbacca. Woo woo. Turn, 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 turn. What, what a wookie. <laughs> no, I'd be like, would you like to make podcast? Let's rewatch. <laughs> I love it. Keep it all in. Is there, uh, everyone is recording, right? All right. Clerk. Clear, clear, clear. What was that? It's it's Norwegian. Clerks, clerks, the clerks, clerks. Now you went full Scottish there. I like it. Clerks. Oh, they. Oh, there you go. I'm not even supposed to be here today. (laughs) (laughs) Clerks International. I want it. I want it. Do it. So, uh-huh. who's who's got initial thoughts? I feel like oh. I feel like uh, <laughs> Kevin Smith watched uh, Home Alone and then made Randall the grown-up Macaulay Culkin. <gasps> oh, I can the see whole that I was just watching that. It's like that is just like the absolutely completely flat affect, like snarky sarcasm. <laughs> yes. uh, of Kevin McAllister. I like that. That's who he grows up to be. Do you want to rip yes. the Band-Aid off? Sure. Oh, which, which Band-Aid? Yeah. Oh, which there's one? a couple. I'm there's covered couple. in Band-Aids right now. I mean, <laughs> that <laughs> title card of the View Askew logo? That was actually the worst that. part of the movie, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've forgotten about that. Yeah, I uh, was confi- I had conf- forgot about that as well. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> a felony? <laughs> <laughs> That was some, uh, fuck, what was it? Who was the murder clown? I always get the murder names mixed up. Gacy? Gacy. That was the Gacy title card, right? Is that what they were going for? I I think they were going for, look how edgy we are. I think they were yeah. edgelording. <laughs> edgelording! Yeah. <laughs> 90s style? Before it existed. Yeah. Oh, no, it existed back then. 
I mean, people just weren't. Uh, the thing I kept thinking about is this whole movie is just internet trolls in real life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The title sequence was like shockingly problematic, and Sam was like, oh no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I. I I instantly said, I was like, oh my God, I hate it already. And then it cut to a scene of a dog and I was like, I like it. <laughs> oh, no. There's a dog in this? Okay. <laughs> but uh, it was, so, I, I don't want to say unproblematic, but it was like, not like, not as bad. As, uh, uh, there's only one time I was like, super, super like, oh, that was not, like, that was just a flat out bad joke. And it was the second, the third time. Jay was making gay jokes because the first time he was making gay jokes, it wasn't like it was the joke was him, so it wasn't really like yeah. such a big deal. Uh, it was only that very last parting line where he was shouting things. The like, use of right. the f word, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a couple of those. I but, thought right. the worst gay joke was Randall calling being gay a deviant lifestyle, which yeah. I was like, ooh. Oh, I completely oh, yeah. missed that one. Yeah, that it's like maybe slipped in there, but yeah. yeah, but you could maybe give him the benefit of the doubt that it was raising sheep that was the deviant lifestyle. <laughs> he drove them to raise sheep. <laughs> That's maybe. a big fucking benefit. There, You're really, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> being nice there. <laughs> yeah, I mean Dante's whole sex talk about women and men, and women don't have to do anything. Like, is pretty. I, I was a uh, pretty fucking sexist. I thought like his oh, whole for sure. But are we supposed to yeah. be like empathizing with with Dante right. at I all? Don't think so I even yeah. a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I, was, I I liked Randall as a as you when you're younger as a kid, like Randall. But like Dante, I'm like especially by the end, I'm like, dude, I, I'm over you, man. You are annoying. <laughs> yeah, <Right>? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that scene at the end. When he's like having his heart to heart with Randall and Dante is just like being an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Randall's like, dude, like fix your life. I just turned to Brett. I was like, oh mm-hmm. my God, is that what every day was like when I was working my last job in hell? And he was like, yep. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you were the Dante? I was the every, Dante. Every day I was like, she, she's like, terrible thing happened today. I was like, like, why do you deal with it? She's like, because I have to. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh. no, you don't. No, you don't. So, yep. I do scene... love the part, though, where at the end there, where if Dante is Kevin Smith, you know, like manifested as a character, I love the fact that Kevin Smith is the one telling him, look, there's a lot of ladies out there and not many of them are going to make you lasagna. You know, like, <laughs> I love that he's. Like it's it's a very like, uh, what's the word? Like meta. meta. Like he's yeah. telling, yeah, he's telling, he's telling himself. You were gonna go for Garfield. It was very it's Garfield. Very <laughs> <laughs> and the cat was there. You know, Dante yeah. hates Mondays, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's not even supposed to be there. Um, <laughs> but I did. I had to look it up because you know thematically, it's it's more grown up or mature than I remembered. And mm. Kevin Smith was 23 when he wrote it. Wow. Which, mm. you know, some credit where credit's due. Yeah, yeah there is some really <laughs> good, uh, I mean, I guess that's Kevin Smith's whole thing is, is, uh, fun, maybe not realistic, but very fun dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, super mm-hmm. not realistic. Very Everybody snappy. has the perfect comeback and everybody is 
equally verbose. So the perfect comebacks can be a little unrealistic. For me, the most unrealistic scene, first, I'm going to give it, I'm going to do like a little sandwich, you know, where I'm going to compliment it and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm, criticize mm-hmm. it. Nice. I don't know if I have another piece of bread to compliment it with, but <laughs> is the, um, the scene where Caitlin first shows up and her and Dante kind of get into it. I don't know if you noticed, that is a five minute one take that's yeah. unbroken that oh. they shot in one take. Um, so it's like good on them. That's a lot of dialogue to just kind of. But also, so that's the little compliment, like, good on them to remember that. Good on them for being actors remembering their lines. (laughs) That, although, might be the most unappealing he is in the whole movie. Oh, my gosh. And she is, at the end of it, she at that scene, she is throwing herself at him. I'm like, in a movie where a person unknowingly fucks a dead guy, um, everything else that goes on in the movie that's crazy... Like selling, you know, having a gum representative stir up trouble to sell gum. The most unrealistic thing is that at the end of that dialogue, she's into him. (laughs) He is just like whining in her face. Yeah, he shakes her. Like vein popping in his neck. Yeah, Yeah. she walks across, like away from him through the parking lot. He shouts that, try not to suck any dicks on your way or whatever. And it's like, that would be. Oh, gotcha. When she shows up and he's like giving her shit about her engagement and not telling him and stuff like that. Also, it's like, bro, you're in a relationship. She's in a relationship. You're not allowed to judge each other at all. Because like you (laughs) you both are like being bad, being bad people. So like you don't get to have moral high ground when you're. Yeah. (laughs) The only the only headcanon that kind of grounds that scene for me is like she in my head, she fully plans to just use him for sex. Mm. Like, she knows mm. that she's in a better position in life, and she knows that it's driving him crazy, and it's kind of getting her off, and she's like, great, I'm going to use this for exactly for what I want it, which is sex and nothing more. Like, yeah. that's... And she got or it. Like, he's an, he's <laughs> an out from... He's an out, he's an out from the other relationship that... Yeah. She just isn't she's bored by maybe she doesn't have a good reason for it, but if she says she's interested in or in love with this other person, that's a more viable out for herself. Yeah. Cleaner break. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I just don't... assuming everything was intentional, like I-, I feel like a very strong play from Kevin Smith to make it look like they're both just horrible for each other. Yeah. You know? Like how mm-hmm. could she look at him and be like, I want you after that? weird yeah. ranting like whining uh, i don't even know that to- i mean i don't take that tone of voice with anyone that i ever intend to talk to again that yelling he was mm-hmm. doing like mm-hmm. and he was doing it the whole movie so i'm like you just yell at everyone bud like you're a bummer <laughs> <laughs> right yeah the the oh. least believable thing for me in the movie is that he slept with 12 other women <laughs> I, I, by I the age of 22 that. yeah i no, <laughs> no no well i mean not. he is counting oral sex well, that's true that's true mm-hmm. that he is true. different different metrics mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i was curious to know which the it has the word sex on it what is he a fucking of course i don't know <laughs> no if someone asked me how many people i'd have sex with i, I wouldn't 
I would, I would not have sexual count, relations with that. I would. <laughs> the Bill Clinton. I defense. would count like intercourse. <laughs> I. I. Yeah. That's how I would count it. But I would say like you would have to if you if a said, part of another person's body goes into your body. I think. So, but I, I think I'm telling you just the way I would. My default would be if you said how many people have sex with it would be intercourse. Yeah. If you you would have to pair. You would have to like. Preface How it, many like, people have you been pre- with, or like? Yes, yeah. yeah. Didn't okay, you do you, that Sam. same? Isn't that that same joke again in Chasing Amy about what counts as sex? Probably, probably. He was very probably. sexually yeah. confused, Kevin yeah. Smith. <laughs> 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 this is a person that Taylor knows, by the way. Uh, <laughs> not well. I don't know him that well. <laughs> I'm teasing. <laughs> let's call him up and ask. Yeah, let's. Kevin, Kevin, how many Kevin. people have you Love had to have him on. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking for numbers, thank you. I do not need to know that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but uh, fun But it is 37, fact. right, Sam? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the oh person God. that married their high school sweetheart, I've definitely slept with 37 people. <laughs> <laughs> Brett's just that good of an impressionist. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's oh. all of his personalities. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, uh, you've no. seen our D D show. Oh no, you haven't. But your D D show. Brett's closet? new character no. on Darkest Days of Dale is the I sexiest. He's it's, gonna he's make me so... break character so often. I'm so angry at him. It's a good one though. <laughs> He's got, he does, um, he whips, he's got the whips going. Uh, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's all about whips and rats. Uh, tune in Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern on Geekly okay. Inc. <laughs> on twitch.tv <laughs> slash Geekly. Um, so no, what movie. I say is fun. No, no, fun. I have some fun facts <laughs> about it. Uh, I just think it's interesting and cute. So the dance scene with Jay and Silent Bob. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So apparently Jason Muse is like really shy. And. Yeah. There was nobody manning the camera. He basically made them set up the camera, start recording, and everyone had to go like inside the stores. Oh, he was just too like shy to do it in front of the crew. Oh. So there's so it's just the camera with no one behind it manning it and him and Kevin Smith to do that dance the, the dancing scene. So when he does the tuck sing, <laughs> did they tell I think he, I think he got in Clerks too. I think by that point he got over his, he didn't care. His, okay. his shyness. Yeah, yeah. Watching him like grow into that character over the years is is really interesting because uh, I boy he started off horses. real uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> like he, you could oh, tell he was uncomfortable his, saying most of the things he had to say in this. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was more uh, comfortable again, than some people, though. Oh, man. Yeah. Speaking oh, man. of uncomfortable, the scene where Randall rattles off. Uh, well, basically, the scene where Randall sounds like Brett at the end of our show lately. <laughs> rattling off all the porno titles. Um, <laughs> Taylor's so, like, what did I get myself uh, into? I'll just quick. At the end of the show, Taylor's gonna say, or Taylor, Brett's going to say, next week we watch Blank. And it's like a it's a real movie title, but it sounds ridiculous. And he it's accidentally stumbled ridiculous. into. The whole porn point is they're not pornos, but they sound ridiculous. They but sound then he actually like stumbled into real porns. It's so much um, funnier when we explain the joke. 
Definitely. I'm telling him so he doesn't feel left out. I'm being a good <laughs> yeah. host for our guests. Yeah. I appreciate it. I um, appreciate it. Yeah, you just want to let him fucking flounder. You know, it's it's uh, not a pat it's not a pat segment unless he's explaining a joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, guys, get so, off Pat's back. <laughs> but go back and watch the show that that scene for the editing because the mom and the kid are not he like wouldn't do it. Yeah. Like he he didn't want to do it in front of them actually, or especially the kid. So it's like it's a close up on him when he's rattling off those titles. Yeah. So oh, the yeah. mom and the kid are not back. when he actually says it. Yeah. Yeah. And that stands out because so many scenes in this movie were oneers. Like mm-hmm. so many scenes were like, I guess this is the angle, and there's no coverage. And yeah. you can tell like they just used the best take they got from these actors, the one where they got most of their lines. And it's yeah. like and they'll cut to like a, a close up, like yeah. like a close up of painting the nails, just so they had something to maybe yeah. cut between. Sometimes, yeah, it's like a wide shot and an insert, and nothing yeah. else. That's, That's how it. they. I loved the cut to the cat reaction shot in yes. the oh, yeah. store. It was so good, but like they use those cuts for comedy, which mm-hmm. it it was really well done, especially knowing how low budget. So. I guess I'm coming out and saying did, I was impressed. Uh, did you say how wow. long it took them to actually shoot this movie? 21 days. 21, 21 days. days. Holy crap. 21 nights. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 21 nights. Yeah. 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 Thank <laughs> you. So uh, like, like, like 10 and a half full days. Yeah. <laughs> fit it together. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Oh man. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah I'm thinking you know what? Of it doesn't the other... show at all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 some, some of the other like long winners that they had though like the uh, the one that stood out to me was the their car ride where yeah. it was just whip, 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 whipping yeah. back and oh, forth oh yeah yeah which is like you could which you could probably <laughs> was hard though to achieve with like a big ass film camera in the back right of i was car. picturing like kevin smith in the back with a giant yeah panavision or something trying yeah to- totally yeah, it was, was fairly he locked down. It? Was he the cameraman? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Know. Yeah, the credits um, were pretty funny, though. Did you guys read some of the credits? Oh, no, I didn't. First oh, off, no. of, of the 50 actors that are credited, one uh-huh. guy played five different roles. I did see that. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's noticeable. It's the guy checking all the eggs. He's also at the oh. beginning with the cigarettes. And he's and also he's in the offended. next shot. Yeah. Yes. Which is the next scene. The oh, scene. He's the customer in two scenes in a row. So, so and that scene though, it's funny. What's kind of funny about the he, you know what he's buying? He's buying paper towels and cleaning in like Windex. Oh, <laughs> nice. oh that is funny. That That's is funny. Great. I didn't the okay. So the scene with the cat pooping in the box. <laughs> I get that the joke isn't that it's not the cat box, but if it's not the actual cat box, what is that? I thought it was the cat box. And oh, he was is just it? setting yeah. it there. Oh, okay. Like in between putting it back where it goes or something. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I that's well, how I took it. And it was just like yeah. the irony of the guy that claims to care about his job, like setting the shit box on the counter where people right. buy food. Like, yeah, dude, okay. Yeah. Right. Kevin Smith originally cast himself as Randall. Interesting. What changed his mind? I didn't find anything about that. Maybe he just didn't want. He wanted to take. I think a he said role. Uh, it was oh, too right. many lines. I think yeah, he said I was it was too say, many lines. Like he couldn't memorize all that and then also direct. Mm-hmm. Totally. Also, I couldn't, cause um, this is is this his first? 
Like, did he do, like, a short or anything before this? Or is this just his first? I mean, it feels like a first. I think it's his first. Because, like, I couldn't imagine directing myself and my first feature film (laughs) at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's only so much time you could spend in front of the camera before you're, like, not directing it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised he was in so many shots. Like, there's a video store scene where he's, you can see him through the window, and it's uh-huh. totally unnecessary. Oh, yeah. I'm like, why yeah. is he, why did he put himself in the background of this shot? My, my only guess was because, well, yeah, because, like, why is he not directing and watching right. the take? But, <laughs> Apparently, like, nobody watches the camera, right? There's Wait, like is his nothing... face visible? Or is it just yeah, the back he, of his head? Yeah, both it, Yeah, he Jay. turns at the end of the shot. Okay. Because I was watching, I was thinking, oh, they just used a double. That's smart. You nope, know the but no. the effect of that though, and they like, didn't have that budget, Taylor. Right, <laughs> just the huge number of people involved in this. Even though it, most of it was just the one set, and you know, barely uh, anywhere else the entire time, it really felt like the, it, it was a world that existed. Because it could have easily just felt like, oh, this is just one room and like four people. But like, right. Yeah. There really were fifty people in this, and yeah. they just came in and, and then, out, and they were they were the background. Yeah, and a lot of them too did other jobs. If you if you look at the credits, it's like oh. they're the grips, they're the PAs, wow. that's the crew. Mm-hmm. So everybody in there in that big cigarette scene in the beginning, that's the crew pretty much. <laughs> oh man, that's um, so great! And speaking of like casting too, another interesting is uh he originally wrote the part of Dante for the actor who played Rick Darris, the personal trainer jockey dude who was going to buy milk. Oh, oh really? I, I yeah. loved. I love how they're like, this dude is not ripped, so put a sweatshirt on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like let's just cover it up. No one will know. And she like just... lightly puts her hand on his arm. Yeah. No, she's not squeezing at all. She was like no. barely. Like... You could totally but I guess tell. he showed up and he didn't hadn't like learned any of the lines for his oh, audition. No. So he was like, okay, well you're not gonna do that. You're not gonna be the main guy, but I'll find something for you. Oh, that's funny. So he was just a random person that they cast. He wasn't like a friend or something. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think so. The Dante guy. Oh. Uh, and there were three scenes that were either filmed and cut, or they something went wrong in the filming, like technically, and they couldn't reshoot it. Oh. They didn't have the budget or time. Right, right. Um, one is when Randall goes to the video, the big big choice video store. Mm-hmm. They film an interaction with him and a clerk who's like the polar op the whole point is to be like the polar opposite who's like oh man that polite, so helpful, good. super competent, oh. happy to be there. Yeah. <laughs> exact opposite. Um apparently they wrote a scene for what happens in the wake, but never were able to shoot it. Hmm. Oh. Well so it I looked like was... they couldn't get permission. Like yeah. it's only an exterior shot and I feel like they just yeah. walked up and then ran away. Yeah. <laughs> and they never even got permission to film there. Which, I mean, is very like. creative. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. obviously, it would be way better to see this whole scene of him knocking over a coffin. But, like, they still, story-wise, are able to do it. And they just explain yeah. everything to you later. Yeah. And it's weird because the Kevin Smith movies are one of the few places where telling and not showing is the whole bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, I'm not even mad at that. Yeah, I kind of wish uh, they had just talked about playing hockey on the roof. 
Yeah. That looked so ridiculously far-fetched. And I was like, the whole time, I'm, it's so dangerous. Like, I, I would know. be on rollerblades on a roof. I never, like, honestly just... never thought about that till this viewing of like, uh, oh my God, they could easily just like fall over and they're dead. Yeah. Like, break their neck or something. Like, like from a filmmaker's perspective, I would be dying the whole time. I'd be like, ah, nobody get hurt. Right. Because you I know they like- actually went up on the roof. Yes. They, that- they couldn't afford a fake roof. Yeah, that is just now occurring to me. That oh, thought. yeah. No, it was yeah. not fiction. That was real. And they're oh, on God. rollerblades. They're- oh, my yep. God. Mm-hmm. It's no like safety captain that day. <laughs> Yeah, no AD for sure. You weren't expecting the stunts. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then the other scene that was fully shot and was part of the original uh, cut that was eventually removed was the ending. Mm-hmm. And Taylor, I assume you probably know this or have heard about this, uh, or maybe you've seen it. I have, but I do not remember. So I've... everything up to the very end That's of the credits sign. come. Are is the exact same, you know? Like they leave, they make up. Randall tosses them the sign, like, "Hey, you're you're closed." And then from the and then what we saw it cuts and goes to the credits. The original version was from there. Dante starts counting out the register with his head down. A customer comes in. He doesn't look up. He just says, "We're closed." And then he looks up, and it's uh an un person you can't see their face with a gun who shoots him and then robs him. Seals him like, <laughs> like, his, like lifeless eyes. <gasps> yeah. He died. He what? gets shot by a robber at the end. And that's how it ends. Oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> nope. That was the wrong creative decision. Like, mm-hmm. no. Wow. I kind of love that though. Yeah. I kind of do. <sighs> Except it- man, I bet he's glad he didn't do that so that he could yeah. continue this property. Yeah, there was a stuff about like um there's a note that it was like Mir it was like IMDB throwing shade at Miramax. Like Miramax, who is known to be notoriously uh you know, uh hands on or, you know, force changes, actually didn't force this on him. They said it was up to him, but then re- then admitted later they were very relieved when he chose to take it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I mean wow. the movie ended and I was like Am I supposed to feel good about any of what just happened? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, I, I don't think anyone learned a lesson. <laughs> no, I think Veronica learned a lesson about self-respect and she can do way better than Dante. And she, yeah. that's probably the best scene of the movie where she's yeah. kicking the shit out of him. And, yeah. you know, she's reading him the riot act and she's spot on with everything she says. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Except, and you know, we, we don't know cause we don't see that scene, but then Dante's like, yeah, I'm going to go smooth stuff over with Veronica, but also go check on so-and-so the other chick at the hospital. And I'm like, so you're just right back to both mm-hmm. of them. Right. Huh? Mm-hmm. He okay. clearly learned nothing. Yeah. <laughs> did you know, he did say first, he is like, he's first going to go to the, he's going to first see how Caitlin's doing at the hospital uh-huh. and then probably what he says and the tone of it will depend on that. Like, how canatonic are you feeling? You think you're going to come yeah. out? Oh, you're going to be here for a while? Okay, I'm going to go make up with my girlfriend. That's, yeah, exactly. That's the, the yeah, read I'm like, taking from there. A real world situation. Honestly, if the person you were just talking to just did that, you might go check on him. But this guy, you know he's up to no good. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> he's gauging. He's age, yeah. He's gauging, like, if she's, like, lucid and, like, talking, he's like, oh, okay, maybe you're going to check out okay yeah you want to mm-hmm. you want to check out this hospital bathroom i hear with the lights don't work oh <laughs> Ugh. 
Oh, I feel like also the the uh, the one missed opportunity for a lot of uh, jokes, or at least in my head, is just the implication that he could be confused for a dead body of like <laughs> an old, like very yeah. rotund gentleman. Uh, <laughs> well, they established that he's out of shape. They did. Yeah, that's true. Yes. That is true. But there's not any fat on his body. <laughs> according to him i have a question for everybody and it's, it's open to interpretation but i think i've i've been viewing this one part of the movie wrong my whole life and I, i'm still not 100 percent sure but um when they say the cat box asian, we, we figured that out no the cat box. when they say asian design major <laughs> okay yes yes is this oh, yes. an asian oh. person who majors oh. in design or is this a person who majors in asian design i was wondering that and they I... did confirm that he is chinese later in the film yeah. yes well, so but it, then why would you put that in the paper well yeah that's totally far-fetched no, no one puts one person's name and the other person's occupation in a wedding announcement. yeah <laughs> i mean uh but i'm still i'm still not sure because asian design my wife tells me was very popular in the early 90s yeah no, their last name was sang it was right around the noguchi right. era and all that yeah. yeah so do you think it's supposed to be a joke and not in like a i mean it's not in a it racist way from Kevin Smith. <laughs> no no but a joke <laughs> i'm saying is if a if the concept of asian design was very topical and popular at the time oh. was he doing a thing where he's like He's an Asian design major. He's an Asian design major. And the whole time you're, he, it's mentioned, you're leading up to it. The audience who in that time, 94, Got is it. like, oh, he's majoring in Asian design. Right. They're and assuming they, that. Yeah. And then she says his name and he's Chinese. It's supposed to be like, oh, he's an a ha, like, because mm. maybe does that make it better, though. No, I don't think it does. But I'm saying because the thought the thought process is like well what are you what were you going for right i feel like mm-hmm. it's the question here right taylor's like yeah. What, yeah what was he what was what was he going for so if asian design was a buzz term at the time mm-hmm. right i could see that trying to be the intended bit it doesn't age right it doesn't age because of racism but also because like that's not a thing that we talk about is asian design right now um right. I'm trying to yeah. think of an equivalent. Like, what's something right and now? And why not? Let's get back into it. I would love <laughs> to talk about that. It has, it'd it has be like, strong, it'd be like, like rural jerv vibes, it be, you know? It'd be like a movie yeah. like, yeah. it's a TikTok yeah, professional. Jer- he's a TikTok professional. And then you meet the character and he's like, yeah, I make watches. Right. <laughs> TikTok professional. God. <laughs> Pat. So- <laughs> that is I'm making exact <laughs> modern day equivalent. I'm muting your uh, mic. I I really I really hope the intent was that the guy is studying Asian design. Um, mm-hmm. I I hope they were trying to kind of play up that duality between Dante and this new guy that she found. Like he's super smart. He's cultured. He's in college. Like he's mm-hmm. successful in like. He's snooty, but not just like interior design snooty, but like multicultural design snooty. So I'm hoping that was the intent. I, I'm not yeah. confident that I'm correct. No, but it is very possible that, you know, Kevin Smith in his early 20s knew someone named Sang who majored in Asian design and just mm-hmm. put it in. Yeah. Yeah. Like he or- clearly also had something out for guidance counselors for his yeah. particular mm-hmm. guidance counselor. Yeah, well, that's probably mostly what it was. Is just it, the this a lot of the writing in this movie, uh, and in a lot of Kevin Smith movies, 
are the things you know uh, was observational comedy, but specifically things that Kevin right. Smith thinks are pretentious. Yes, yeah, and he's just like yeah. Asian design. I, ugh. And I thought the movie itself, like it's a bunch of dick jokes, but then it was also more pretentious than I remembered. Mm. Like mm-hmm. as a film with the the title cards and the like. Yeah, you got you got to be smart to get this movie. But mm-hmm. here's some dick jokes. It's mm-hmm. very confusing. <laughs> it's uh, uh, it's oh. a genre trapping. Yes. <laughs> I was, was that like a style with the the text? Because like you know, like it's always Suddy also does it. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if there's like a comparison there. Well, he there's nine of them in Dante, and yeah. there's nine circles of hell, and I guess that was intentional. Oh, that makes no. sense. Oh, it's based on a thing. Cool. <laughs> I mean, very loosely. Like, oh, there's logic. I mean, again, you go back to like you said he's 23, so it's definitely like yeah. he read it once, probably, and was like, oh, hashtag deep. It, there's yeah. a lot of hashtag deep in this. Kevin yeah. Smith was actually an Asian design major that minored in Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> uh, I kind of did. You guys see a lot of um, influence. Uh, Don't on letter laugh Kenny. that much. It was dumb. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. The letter Kenny vibe was strong. Yeah. With just some dudes sitting around cracking jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With like a really, it had that small town feel, but like really big world. All mm-hmm. in the dialogue and quippy and like. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And we, we have one of my friends uh, said about letter Kenny uh, that I think also applies to this is. Uh, letter letter kenny is the dialogue is modern shakespeare like mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. just trying to write like these ridiculous unrealistic dialogue but mm-hmm. and it's it's funny and witty and raunchy at the same time and it's like yeah i get it like that's mm-hmm. totally totally the vibe in this movie yeah well mine is the raunchy it's very like 1950s snappy his girl friday style <laughs> dialogue which is interesting, especially since this is a black and white movie. It's like, oh, seems like you were inspired by that in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. What's what's the thing? I mean, that's like that. That's that's a, a a general filmmaker trapping, right? Is like it any anything you've ever seen? If you do it again, it's like inside jokes and inside references for everyone who does film, and it's like <laughs> that's that's what it's that's what it's all about, man. That's Hollywood. <laughs> Go, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, we, I mean, we've, all, we've all done it. And frickin' animation does it more than anyone else. So yeah. they do. Well, that's a call I mean, out Kevin on Smith everyone is, I know. <laughs> he's arguably the most self-referential filmmaker ever. Like there are just references on references and everything is like his first four movies all reference each other. Mm. Even in, uh, like chasing Amy references, like that girl who died in a pool with aneurysm. That's the wake they went to. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. right. And their other, her other sister or somebody is the girl in Mallrats who's doing the yeah the the sex the, oh. the girl. Who, yes, mm-hmm. the Jones. Wait, aren't there three sisters, sisters then? Because yeah. there's yeah, there's the one who dies. Yeah, and then the youngest is in Mallrats, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm still hung up on this ending that never happened because it. It makes all the difference for me. Because <laughs> you want you want Dante to die. I think you're the first person. He, but I, he don't, said it was don't, Randall. No, no, no. It's Dante. Oh, Randall leaves. No, oh. no, it's Dante. 
Yeah. Dante gets that's killed. That's way better. I thought it was Randall. Yeah. It's like, no, Randall's the only one that's right. <laughs> no, it's yeah, like Randall's okay. going places. Perfect that he dies in the end. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. kind of sad that that's also, not what happens now. Yeah. Dante is under no onus to like, I, I gotta feel like, fuck it. I would have closed the shop at like, oh noon. my God. And like, yeah, you said yeah. you're going to be here at noon. I'm done. Yeah. Like, I wasn't even supposed to come in Absolutely. the first time. Like, I, was I turned for, to my boyfriend I was here, yeah. and I was like, this is why I cannot work in retail. Cause I'd be like, well, <laughs> I'm closing the shop up, I guess. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and if it were Brett, he would have shown up and saw gum in the locks and would have been like, guess the store is not opening today. <laughs> <laughs> or just go buy more gum somewhere and put it in the lock to the door. It's like, I can't yes. even get the door open. Dude, <laughs> they, did. They, they, like they got us. Every, no, but that part's like heathens in this town or whatever they say. Bunch of savages. Yeah. Savages. I mean, thank you. Obviously, the accounting's not super uh, airtight because he's just like getting real fast and loose, like giving stuff away, taking money to go buy papers, mm-hmm. whatever it is, leaving money on the counter. So you could literally just like close up and be like, "Yeah, we had no customers." Yeah, like how no one's because no know. money's missing then, right? And no merchandise is missing if he never opened the store, or if I mean, they don't have security bit. cameras. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they don't. They don't. We know they don't. They don't. They talk about it. Yeah, they oh. talk about assume they don't they're work. being watched. Yeah. Right. Right. I hey, mean, think come... about all the merchandise they destroy in their fight. Yeah, in their the fight. End. That was fun, though. I've never seen this in HD before. And, like, reading yeah. all the 90s candies and, like, oh, the yeah. fiddle faddles and stuff. That was fun. The cherry pie sign. Yeah. I was literally just talking to my boyfriend about that the other day. And I was like, God, I miss... Because, like... I just miss junk food so much in quarantine. It's like the one thing that I'm just dying for a bag of Doritos or something. Ugh. I know I could buy it. Speaking but. of, does anyone here dip Doritos in salsa? No. Um, no, no, I think they were Tostitos. Good. Oh, I, Craig, I'm, Craig I swear to God, it's a Doritos. No, it says Doritos, I think. Oh, that's a That's not a good decision. No, I think it'd be great. Just you can't use. Why the would salsa you want to mask the perfect the flavor? Yeah. What if it was the nacho cheese ones, Doritos, and then you mm. put some salsa on it? Mm-mm. Still not as good. <laughs> You're still detracting. You guys You're still... have not been high enough. This <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, of stoner snacks. Yeah. Just yeah. detracting from the flavor, which is perfection. If you have to turn off your brain to enjoy a food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same with movies, right? Like That's not how it works. Yeah. No, I know. <sighs> so was it a thing in the early 90s that everybody knew what shoe polish smelled like? I don't know. I, That's a I don't great know. point. I that was no like idea. a running joke that really yeah. wasn't landing. It no, just everybody wasn't was like, working. why do you smell like shoe polish? And I'm wondering well, why did like, these 22 yeah, the year olds yeah. know what shoe polish smell like? Because Doc like, Martens were real fucking popular. That okay. that's probably it. They okay. probably did know. <laughs> Lawyer, he was wearing oh, those boots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, though, the um, him like, why are you going so far above and beyond to do the sign in the first place? Like, yeah, you could have just opened the front door, and then been it also like, could have just said. We're open, but he, I assure you, he had <laughs> added yeah. letters that he didn't need. Yeah, even even that 
oh, man. Yeah. Just coming back to the, like the letter Kenny vibe of this. Cause letter Kenny does that repetition thing a lot, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so does Edgar, right? Like there's, I think that's just like, what a uh, running gag. You're just, uh, you're just not, talking about a comedy. That's no, just how it's no, a very specific I, I subcategory of yeah, running gag exactly where everybody that. says exactly the same line, no matter who they are or their mm-hmm. reference of the original situation. You know, you've got red yeah. on you, like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. No, I know exactly what you're saying. Like, one character says it, another character who is not there for the saying of it comes in with no yeah. context and says the exact same. Like mm-hmm. verbatim, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. Um, That's, yeah, and he goes no. to all the trouble. He goes to all the trouble to make the sign, and then every customer who comes in says, "Hey, you open?" Yeah, that's you true. Open? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like an exercise in futility. Yeah, this really, really does have the the Dante's Inferno vibe to it too. That's why he should have died. It would, oh, yeah. it just would have been so perfect. Ah, oh. I was thinking at some point, like how inexpensively we could remake this movie. It's mm. so few shots, mm-hmm. so few locations, and so few actors. So why don't we do it? We'll remake it yes. and we'll put that ending in, mm-hmm. and it'll be great. <laughs> yeah, we'll make dozens of dollars. You have to gender flip everyone, <laughs> though. Oh yeah, that great. is brilliant. And Ooh, then I we like will lose the dozens of dollars in the lawsuit Kevin Smith <laughs> filed on. I, a... I don't it's think parody. that will happen. It's parody. You know what? You have his ear. Go, go ask him if we can. <laughs> I, I am. We not could going shoot to it in the last permission. blockbuster. There you go. Uh, I'm sure there's a convenience store nearby. Yeah, can do the video store and the a plaid pantry it would work. Yeah, plaid pantry. I was going to say actually, I have shot in a convenience store before and it is fucking murder for sound and this movie is the perfect filmmaking example of it does not matter how shitty your visual quality is as long as your sound is good you're golden because some of the shots are garbage yeah but the sound is fantastic and i don't know how they did it i really don't adr there's a lot of ADR. Maybe. Yeah. And it stood maybe. out, think, though. Yeah. Like, you could tell. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. those freeze, like, you point the camera or a mic towards those fridges, and that's all you're getting is the fucking hum. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. And they were shooting in a real store. Like, they couldn't turn yeah. off the freezer They can't for the turn night. it off. Mm-hmm. Huh. I've sh- also shot in a bar before, and it's the same thing, where you can't unplug the fridge. You know, like, you can't unplug the ice machine. Like, they need all these things. And so it's just loud as fuck. And you're like, well, the audio's garbage. Well, so (laughs) that makes me think of how we record the podcast when we're all in the same place. And When I record it from my walk. Is that ever going to happen again? I don't. don't. (laughs) But the the nicer the mics you have, the worse your audio sounds if the environment is bad. So maybe mm-hmm. that they couldn't mm-hmm. have nice mics. Maybe they were just using dynamic mics on everyone and it couldn't fucking pick up the fridges because they were 10 feet away. Maybe. Mm-hmm. There was the scene. The boom mic op to know how they did it. Yeah. Because there was the scene where Dante is talking to his ex-girlfriend. Caitlin. Who's married. Yeah. And her audio sounds great. And his audio is echoey. And I was like, whoever was boom mopping has the mic pointed towards her, but is not turning it for when he talks. <laughs> and you could totally tell. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
yeah, I, I didn't dive into the credits of this, but this this was like everybody's first movie, right? Like everything. Yeah. Yes. There was somebody uh, for sound. There were like three credits, and the first one was like there were joke credits, like initial shitty sound mix, and then professional sound mix, <laughs> oh, and they wow. were different people. So I think they probably, if they spent any money on post, it was for sound. What a way mm-hmm. to call out your friend that was fucking helping you night well, shoot. Well, it was, you know, <laughs> it was the producer who was also an actor and like the editor. It gotcha. Was like, Scott, they Moser. thought they could do the sound themselves. Yeah, it was Scott. They thought he could do the sound. He cannot do the sound. They hired somebody else. <laughs> yeah. And they put that in the credits. Like, yeah, to shame. Like him. they just didn't have enough credits. That's that, hilarious. The the shame credit, I feel like, has to be accompanied by like some financial loss, like. That costs an extra, like, a couple thousand dollars, you jerk. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah. (laughs) He tried to, but it sucks. So we had to spend another uh, five grand on this. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, he's still. Oh, wait. Is he still editing? Let's see. Scott Mosier? Oh, he. I mean, he and, like, Kevin Smith have been good buddies, and he's he plays he does bit parts in a lot of his movies. He's been, like, a producer on a ton of different films. Mm-hmm. I was looking to see if he's still doing editing. The last thing he edited was uh, 2014. Hmm. So eventually someone was like, Scott, stop. <laughs> stop, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to do final thoughts? Yeah. Sure. I kind of, I kind of feel like I should go first because in the, mm-hmm. in a weird plot twist of events, I <gasps> think I set my expectations so low. Oh wow! <laughs> that I was like, this is actually pretty funny, and I like the dialogue, and like, it, I don't know. Oh, wow! I, think I was expecting like, I don't know, like really like low student film quality. Mm. Something. I, I mean, there's some of that in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there certainly is, but like, I don't know. So I was like, okay, it's pretty funny. It's it's wildly inappropriate. It is not PC by any standards of today. It is wildly offensive. But there is some little like elements that you can kind of cherry pick out that are worth appreciating. Um particularly like the limited budget and the creativity of getting the story across. And then also, I really liked the way the dialogue was written. I really liked how he was able to keep it fun and, like, entertaining between two people when most of it was just talking. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I I probably will never, ever want to watch it again. But <laughs> <laughs> but I, I enjoyed watching it, and I was not bored. And I was not as offended the second time around as I was the first time around, but it certainly, I get why I felt that way the first time. So, yeah. Yeah, there's my my, my final thoughts. Who's next? Who wants to go? A nice lukewarm blanket of Sam's final thoughts. (laughs) Um, I feel like, my predictions were pretty, you know, from my, were pretty on. Like, I enjoyed it for the most part. It was a trip down memory lane. Um, I think I might go probably go watch Mallrats and Chasing Amy in the next couple of weeks or so. Uh, I'll hold off on Dogma because there's talk. Maybe we do that for the show someday. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Brett looks skeptical. <laughs> and, 
Uh, but yeah, like what Sam said, you know, we called it out before. There's some stuff that definitely didn't hold up. There's some stuff that probably even at the time was a little questionable from a PC or problematic standpoint. But um, the nice thing is Kevin yeah, Smith I don't know. seems I think to fucking have... a dead guy is totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. I, that's yeah. not what I was talking about at all. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. Um, uh, don't kink shame. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We are sex. This is a sex positive show. Um, y- your pulse doesn't have to be positive for us. To be positive about your sex life. Um, (laughs) uh, Taylor is deleting us from his account. Was (laughs) no. What I was trying to say was what's nice though is to see that Kevin Smith has obviously evolved as a person in that regard, Mm -hmm. and sort of his social awareness and social consciousness. um, Totally. Yeah. And and I think more of the stuff that doesn't hold up was not out of any uh, seeing where he is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not necessarily malice, just ignorance. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which is good to see growth in people, growth and evolution. But yeah. um, like I said, I'm glad. Uh, thank you, Taylor. Again, I was you know with you, really loved this movie as a, a young lad. And got, I'm glad I got to reason to revisit it. Mm-hmm. Now I go. Sure. Why you got a frown over there? I love most of the movies we watch. This is this is <laughs> Ashy. Hey, you're you've, you're projecting. I'm you've not ca- frowning. You you are, you are projecting. There's no pro- there's no projection. It sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, this movie was uh better than I was expecting, given uh just the memory of watching uh uh chasing Amy. Uh, I feel like weirdly Kevin Smith started out in a more positive place then he he went later with that one uh just mm-hmm. from the the vibes of the dialogue and what we're supposed to think of the characters uh because chasing amy definitely had a like <sighs> the guy was still a jerk but mm-hmm. i think was held up as a more of a, a hero character than than we, i feel like we were definitely supposed to hate dante by the end of this movie mm-hmm. yeah um so it was it was like it was pretty good uh th- th- it's interesting because there's a bunch of, uh, I don't want to say iconic stuff, but stuff that was uh, in our high school circulation, like the, the uh, and, and general media circulation, like the Star Wars conversation uh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, that was really funny back then. And it's still funny today because it was from back then, but like that was before the internet and you have that, you have that conversation yeah. at your fingertips 24 seven and uh, I feel like nobody would write that joke in a movie today because it's just like a boring joke now. But like then, but it's funny in the context of when this movie was made. That's what I meant when I said this movie is just internet trolls in real oh, for life sure. before <laughs> the internet. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's interesting seeing like the ways that one, yeah, Kevin Smith has changed. That two, the ways that uh, writing and comedy have changed. And how even with that, this was still pretty funny. Um, I'll let Ash talk about technical stuff in the movie because I honestly <laughs> wasn't paying that much attention to what what happened technically. But uh, the writing was really fun and uh, surprisingly unproblematic, given that everything that was bad was said by a person that you weren't supposed to like. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I liked it. Uh, I'm probably on on Sans page. Um, you know, I. I'm probably not going to seek to watch it again, but it was a fun look back. Do you want to go, Taylor, or do you want me to go? 
I can go. Did it ruin your, uh, your, are you still married? Is that, let's I'm still married and she sat through the whole movie and she said, she warned me before. She's like, I'm probably going to go watch Real Housewives and not finish this. And she finished the movie. Hey. (gasps) Which one? My wife was watching Real Housewives while I was watching this. (laughs) Oh, I have no idea. She was watching Dallas. Okay. You're a better better husband than I. Um, (laughs) There's so many housewives. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I had the opposite experience where my boyfriend and I ate dinner together watching the movie. And I said, do you want me to go downstairs to finish this? And he said, yes. Please. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So it was like my first time watching it through the lens of someone who's made a movie. Um, You know, the first the last time I saw it, I had. You know, shot on VHS in my high school and had given up filmmaking to be a musician. So I had never gone back. I just remembered it as being an inspiration for filmmaking and all that. So I was definitely watching it this time through the lens of like, how did they do that for no money? And who are these people? And how, why does it sound so good? And how all these scenes are in one take and I had or one shot. And I, that's why the acting isn't as good as I think it should be mm-hmm. because. You know, he had probably two takes with everybody, and this was the one where they got the words right. It yeah. was no, and Kevin Smith <laughs> is outside for this one. And Kevin Smith wasn't even watching. <laughs> like stuff like that was blowing my mind. Of yeah. like, and that's why I looked up how old he was because, like, when I was twenty three, I, you know, I mean, he wrote this too, and the writing is the part that everybody's like, oh, well, the filmmaking's not that great, but the writing's pretty good, and it's like all of it was so much more impressive to me now. Um, that said, it wasn't nearly as funny as I remembered. Um, and the characters were way less likable. Like when I was a teenager, I think like I thought Dante was fine and that Randall was the coolest guy in the world and that even mm-hmm. Jay was redeemable. And now watching it as a, as a grown up, I'm like, Oh, Oh, like. Veronica is the only redeemable character in this film <laughs> mm-hmm. and that was intentional and oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So I didn't learn anything from it as a teenager aside from, you know, the contractors on the Death Star were innocent bystanders. Um, <laughs> but I still think it holds up as an amazing lesson in filmmaking and what can be done with like tenacity and a DIY work ethic, like, considering how much harder it was to make anything back then. I I was more appreciative of it now Mm -hmm. than I thought I would be. So, yeah, I mean, I think I'm in a a similar space where I find the filmmaking impressive, not necessarily because like, Oh, this was a great motivated shot. That's really telling the story (laughs) with camera movement. No, it more that it's like, wow, this is really it's really cool to see what people did with the limitations and still were able to pull it off. Like another movie that I would like in this movie too would be Creep. And if you haven't seen Creep, highly recommend it. Very good. Um, it's with the, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Oh no, I'm blanking on it. Creep movie. Um, uh, Duplass. It's Mark Duplass. There's literally two people in the film, and it's all shot in a cabin that was an Airbnb, and it's all handheld Blair Witch style f- 
footage and the cinematographer is the other character in the film. So it's literally two people and oh. um and it's and they do this whole horror film and it's great. It's like fantastic it's a fantastic horror film and it's the same sort of thing where it's like how creative, you know, you can be as a filmmaker with these limitations and still pull stuff off. Um and and that's what's really cool like Brett, you were talking, you're like, oh, I'll let Ash comment on the technical. Like, from a technical perspective, there's not much to comment on because they clearly didn't really light this film. But because they shot black and white, that helped them. So, like, they kind of, I don't know if it was intentional on, on a, from a filmmaking or a lighting perspective, but, like... Yes. That totally, you know, the shooting black and white saved them. Otherwise, the lighting probably would have been a fucking nightmare <laughs> and would have been just mixed bag of all sorts of horrible overhead lights and whatnot. They said yes. Yeah. They said it mm -hmm. well because it was they were filming at night and had to make it look like day. And also trying to get like accurate lighting would have been way beyond them. Yeah. And probably even getting lights in the small space because they actually shot in the store right yeah and they didn't yeah. have lights back then like we do now that just run off of regular ac mm -hmm. they would have had to have yeah. a generator in there or something something been crazy yeah uh, so you know, there is something to be said about being that young of a filmmaker and like knowing your creative limitations so mm -hmm. yeah expect that I mean, you see that time and time again, right? Where you see a filmmaker who's really brilliant starting out because they have these limitations. And then when someone says, here's all the money in the world, make whatever you want. And then it's like, <coughs> Lucas, oh, suddenly, uh -huh. listen, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but <laughs> what, it's, just, say it's so easy. I just had to cough. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, I think limitations can spark creativity and and make things i mean that that's the whole basis around the short film pat and i made was through the limitations of shooting a film in quarantine you know we came up with this idea but um but yeah i think it's impressive from a filmmaking standpoint i think it's absolutely a film that every film student should watch because i think you can learn a lot from it has it aged well no not really um but the the Banty dialogue is funny. I have to agree with you, Taylor. I didn't find it as funny, though, as I remembered. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, like, the shock value about of a lot of the things that they're talking about aren't very shocking anymore. But yeah. when I was in high school, it was like, whoa, I can't believe they're talking about how many dicks she sucked, you know? Like, and now it's like, eh, you know? Right. Um, So... I think that's maybe because it was definitely a lot of shock factor that made things funny or like the knocking over of a a casket. I don't know. I feel like I've seen that before and I'm calling my own self out because I've definitely written that in a script. <laughs> so <laughs> I think a lot of the jokes were aimed a lot younger, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, ooh, Navy SEALs is not a funny joke, but when I was a teenager, it was. Mm. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. but I still yeah. think what's the cat's name? Annoying customer holds up as a very <laughs> <Yeah>. good <joke. laughs> That one is good. The end still bothers me, though. The end—you just want him to die now. Now that you know well, he could have been dead. 
I do want him to die. But I mean, like, the whole her fucking a dead body thing is wow. just, like, I Not think what bothers... That's more like the climax. Yeah. <laughs> lack of better word, the climax. <laughs> uh, I just, like, who thinks that up, you know? Who, what sort of fucked up... That's Young, a fucked up thing horny to think boys. Of. I feel and, like like a lot of Kevin Smith's jokes, it came from somebody telling him that the human body can maintain an erection after it's dead for up to so many hours, because that's like a line mm-hmm. in the movie. And he's like, how do I reverse engineer that to be right? my whole movie? And you know? well, didn't we say he also like worked as a clerk or something? Like this was based on him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, you know... That I mean, there's a reason why everyone hates using public restroom because there's probably just like died in frequent it and someone ma- fuck them. Well, <laughs> the 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 precursor to that, there's probably lots of jizz in the public bathroom on every surface. Yeah. Mm. Just don't touch nothing. Cool, 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 right. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> awesome. So Love thanks for that. coming on the show, Taylor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You guys are fun. <laughs> God, I, I hope so. Um, you want to you tell everybody where they can find you one more time? Uh, you can check out my new movie, The Last Blockbuster, wherever you rent movies. Except Redbox. We're not in Redbox. We're fighting with Redbox. Oh. Wait, it's, is that a joke? <laughs> no. No, I posted oh, okay. that when the movie came out and Redbox like got in a little Twitter beef with us. It was cute. Oh. <laughs> Oh man. They 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 view Blockbuster's big competition. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Um yeah, no, last Blockbuster movie has links to all of our stuff and I made other movies too. You can Yeah. You, know, Google, you have a ska documentary that yeah, if you like uh, ska the Aquabats music. are in. Oh yeah, awesome. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. We, we love the Aquabats. Oh good. Yeah. You're good people then. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, let's, if you can say that, that after this episode, then sure. You're super rad people. <laughs> What's super that rad, one called? Yeah. Did we say that? Uh, it's called Pick It Up, Ska in the 90s. It is all about ska music pro- focused on the 90s with bands like Real Big Fish, The Aquabats, The Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, No Doubt, Say Ferris, and the like. Cool. That's nice. fun. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones were having an internet thing this week. That was uh, really? fun to go back and listen to some of it. It's Yeah. Nice. And we should also thank uh, our friend Chris, Chris Revel, who had uh, he threw Revel. you our way. Chris Revel. Oh, see, I knew I was going to fuck it up. I think Chris it's Revel. Reveal. Reveal. Okay, I'm going with that one. Every one of his podcast episodes, do he a- reveals something about himself. You can do a pickup, Ash. It's okay. <laughs> Re- what is it? It's Revel. Okay. Thank the thing that you want to say, and then say the other one. Well, we should thank our friend Chris. Revel, because he threw you our way, and you were on his podcast, uh, Let's Chat with Chris. And um, oh, awesome. everybody should check out that episode as well, if you want awesome. to know more about Taylor. And why would you? Why would you? <laughs> I don't know. You know everything you need to know about him from his pick of clerks. Oof. It was not his <laughs> pick. It was Twitter's pick. The internet pick. It was Twitter's pick. I was pulling for Revenge of the Nerds, which I'm, which I'm sure holds up way worse. It has a way so more much problematic worse. sex scene in it. Yeah. <laughs> way more problematic. <laughs> Brett nixed that one as soon as the poll went live. <laughs> Fair enough. 
<laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to, we're just going to, there, there won't be anything else to talk about except that. <laughs> we can't do that episode. <laughs> we will all be very Thanks. unhappy by the end. Well, thank you so much for being on. Uh, any further audience engagement? I don't think you, so. You went potato again there. I didn't do a, oh, I said no, because I didn't, we did the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Shut Great. up. I'm not a potato. <laughs> Human potato hybrid. Um, I think Sam goes next. Oh, you wanted me to do the twist. I thought you. Yes, did. Okay, this fine. is yeah, the yeah, outro. The, the thing audience. we do at the end of every Shut episode your yeah. for a hundred and you guys fifty episodes. <laughs> you guys edit these or what? No, yeah, is, no. Is this live? Just, uh, lightly. No. Is this live? Are we live? No, no. Yeah. No. They're lightly edited. Yeah, I usually cut like an hour out we'll of every episode. We'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we never do a live episode. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, <laughs> you can also follow us on Twitter. We're at Let's Rewatch, where we do fun things like the Twitter poll, where you guys got to pick the movie. Or if you don't pick the movie, I will tweet a picture and you get to guess which movie we are watching. So sorry, Mitch. There was no guessing this time because there was a Twitter poll. That's right. I'm calling you out, Mitch. That's right. <laughs> so if you liked our podcast, uh, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. We love your positive feedback. And please tell your friends and join us, you know, on the interwebs and spread the good word. Yeah. We appreciate you. Pat. Me. We are part of the... I was doing it. We're part of yeah. the certain POV.com network Brett. of You're shows. You're the one ruining it this time. <laughs> Come check us out at certain POV.com or see some of our other great shows hosted by phenomenal people like Another Pass, Green Snark, uh, Saturday Morning Confidential. I love that person, Another Pass. <laughs> I said shows hosted by great people. Come check out. Yeah. Guys, the Pat is the Craig only the one. Guy. No, keep He's the only <laughs> one that doesn't fuck up the ending. We just fuck it up by talking over him. You know what? I'm I'm just feeling like I'm just really excited to go. I, I can't wait to watch Taylor's. I, I'm going to go watch last bu- last blockbuster, and I got to check out the Scott documentary. It sounds like it's really Dude. great, or at least that's the impression that I get. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> canceled. <laughs> I liked that one. <laughs> Should we tell people again to watch us on Thursdays? Watch Brett and me play D and D Thursdays at two p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash geekly inc. We are going through Icewind Dale, the darkest days of Dale, with our adventuring party. Uh, that apparently after I left to go take a call from my publisher, they named our adventuring party the Might of Chondria. So we're gonna have words <laughs> oh later. It's the powerhouse of the cell. Powerhouse of the cell. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, that's... I, got, I just got to tell you, it just makes me want to watch it less the more you pitch it. Ash, you've never watched a single episode of it. You can't say that. You did not want true. to hear me do a creepy voice for two hours and talk about whipping rats. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on, Taylor. This is a lot of fun. Um, I'm sorry that you had to listen to our voices for so long. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for the listeners, uh, join us next time when we watch a movie that has a bunch of weird implications. Uh, Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter. 
Wait, is that one a porno? <laughs> That's basically the sequel to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> CPOV. CertainPOV.com.